Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This episode is sponsored by the wonderful baby boutique, Carrie Ann's Boutique. Check them out at www.carrieannesboutique.co.uk. I'm Nadia Essex. I'm best known for giving out dating advice to celebrities. And when it comes to dating relationships, I know my stuff. However, life has thrown me the ultimate curveball. I'm pregnant and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Now, instead of dishing out the advice, darlings, I need your help. So whether you're a mum-to-be like me or already super mum of the year, we are all in this together. Welcome to the Clueless Mum Podcast. Welcome, darlings, to episode three of The Clueless Mum. I hope you've all been enjoying so far. I have been enjoying all of your feedback. So thank you very much. Keep the reviews coming in. We love a five-star, FYI. And I wanted to quickly get into this week's topics because we have so much to get through. Following on from last week, I mentioned that I'm going to give you some tips about how to approach your GP. So... If you are pregnant, even if you're not pregnant, but if, mainly if you're pregnant, if you are struggling with your mental health, you need to go and see your GP, okay? Your GP is there to help you to find solutions because you do not have to feel any type of way in your pregnancy. You're going to have ups and downs, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have days when you feel like crap. You're going to have days when you feel elated and coral and wonderful. But if you if you suffer from mental health and you know about mental health and you know that you are struggling, you must go and see your GP. So here are some tips, some feedback that I have had from you guys and my experiences a woman messaged me on Instagram and said that her, she called her GP, she was struggling. And the receptionist answered the phone, went away, called her back and said, I've spoken to the GP and he has said to call back in a couple of weeks and see how you feel. This is appalling on every single angle. First of all, I don't want to slag off GP receptionists, but... Do not let any kind of receptionist tell you that you, that your feelings and that your mental health is not valid. You do not have to wait a few weeks. If you've plucked up the courage to call your GP because you need an appointment, because you are struggling, one, you deserve a medal. Get those blue Peter badges back because you deserve one. And second of all, nobody should tell you, oh, it's, you know, see how you feel in a couple of weeks. No, 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 no. This is how you feel right now. So I told her to call her GP back, speak to that receptionist and demand an appointment. Your feelings are valid. You deserve to get seen by a GP. We have an NHS in this country. It is amazing. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. But you deserve an appointment as much as anybody else. So make some noise. That's really important. Second of all, I'm in the process of reading The Positive Birth Book by Millie Hill. And it's really, really good. But 
there's a section that I'm reading at the moment about human rights in childbirth. And the number one thing that it says, in 2010, a landmark case known as Ternovsky versus Hungary in the European Court of Human Rights ruled that every woman has the right to give birth where and how she chooses. So feel empowered. You have the right. It's your right to have rights, if that makes sense. And then um, Rebecca Schliller, founder and CEO of Birthrights, says you have a right to receive safe maternity care that's appropriate to your needs. You have a right to privacy and confidentiality. You have a right to equality and freedom from discrimination. This is a really important one. I have been assigned a full perinatal mental health team. They are fantastic. A woman comes around my house every three weeks-ish, has a cup of tea. We sit down, we have a chat and it's it's very, very chilled out. Um, we just talk about my mental health and we talk about um, any traumas, any things that are worrying me, any problems from my childhood that, that I'm worried about bringing into this pregnancy. She has referred me to a psychotherapist who I met last week who was phenomenal. I loved her. And I know that we're going to do some really good work together in therapy because I love talk therapy. As you can tell, I'm a talker. But also, this team has been assigned to me for now, obviously I'm 24 weeks, whoop, whoop, up until a year after my baby's born. So for a whole year, I have a whole team of people that are dedicated to making sure that me and my mental health needs are met. And when it says you have the right to equality, if I can get that, you can get that. So please, please do not be afraid to go to your GP and even take them this podcast. Bring in this clip and tell them, Nadia got it, so I want it. Make as much noise as it needs to be because I do not want any woman sitting at home struggling with her mental health, struggling with her pregnancy and being told by a receptionist or a GP or anyone to come back later that's not cool so go and make some noise get some help get some support and I promise you you feel better I came off my antidepressants when I found out I was pregnant that was the very first thing I was worried about because I'd been taking my antidepressants every day for like nearly 10 weeks and I didn't know I was pregnant so I was like oh god you know the consequences of what's going to happen but it's absolutely fine and actually my antidepressants were ones that I think you can take during pregnancy that don't have a high risk. I'm not sure. But speak to your GP. And if your GP isn't ours, then ask for a second opinion. You need to find someone that gets it and gets you and gives you the support you need. Also this week, I asked on the Clueless Mum podcast Instagram page, what things that you want to talk about this week and I had a message from at almost grown up underscore and it says your family reaction and I realized that I hadn't actually talked about that with you guys at all um so let me quickly cover it I was petrified and I mean petrified about telling my mother um 
I was expecting her to be critical. Um, I was expecting her to say that she was disappointed because I'm not in a relationship. I, I kind of assumed that she had sort of old school values and wanted me to get married and have children and do it properly. Um, and I, I mean, my hands were shaking. I'm 37 years old and I went back to being like a scared little toddler being like, Oh, I'm so scared. However, I called my mum and I told her she was over the moon. She was so happy for me. She was so supportive. She said, this will be the making of me. She didn't care about the circumstances around it because she really genuinely thought this was such a beautiful, special, amazing gift that had been given to me. And she blew my mind with her reaction. Not a hint of negativity, not a hint of criticism. It was pure love and pure support. And I'll never, ever, ever forget it. And I'll always be thankful because you know, her opinion matters. It's your mum, <laughs> of course. Um, I have three brothers and they were all, again, extremely happy. I've got two brothers that have got children themselves and one brother that just got married. Um, so I'm definitely kind of like the single black sheep of the family. Uh, but they they were great. They were fantastic. They called me they were really happy for me. I was expecting a bit of stick from my brothers. We, you know, they're, they're my brothers. I was the only girl and three brothers. We used to play, you know, birthday beats and dead arm and wrestling and all that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know how I turned out to be such a girly girl because I was surrounded by three ruggish, thuggish boys who I love dearly. Oops. Um, but they were really, really supportive um which is great and really 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 happy um so I really again I feel extremely blessed that they were so supportive because you feel really vulnerable anyway when you're pregnant and so the slightest hint of criticism I think would have you know sent me into tears and turmoil I don't have a relationship with my father so we don't speak um but everybody else that I've spoken to has been wonderful. And you guys, my podcast family, my Instagram family have also been so supportive. And so, yeah, all in all, very positive experience. So if you are currently pregnant and I get messages every single day from women that are really scared to tell their family, tell them, take, you know, rip off the plaster. Um, and if you need support message me at the clueless mum podcast i'm here to help and there's plenty of support as part of our community so try not to be scared it hopefully won't be as bad as you've built it up to be in your head mine i thought it was going to be terrible and it was fantastic so yours hopefully will be too this podcast is sponsored by chris riley celebrity psychic medium He's currently offering one-on-one -on -one readings and you can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Chris Riley Medium. He gave me a little reading, which you might be hearing in a future episode, and I'm sending all of my friends to his Facebook page because I think he's just fabulous. Welcome back, darlings. 
And now I wanted to go on to a subject courtesy of at Baby Blogger UK, thank you very much, to talk about child modelling. I mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm no doubt going to get bombarded with a lot of reviews on social media, but I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fantastic. If my baby's cute enough to model and get paid to model, then hells yeah. Like, I I don't understand. I mean, I know we've got the old stage mums and the child, you know, the pageant mum type vibe that's a, a little, a little much. But I mean, I say it now and watch me turn into like Kris Jenner in like six months time and I'll be like demanding, which could happen, let's be honest, but I'll try and keep humble. But if my child is like handsome enough to model, then yeah. And as long as they're enjoying the modeling, which I know a baby like doesn't know what a foot is, so it doesn't really know whether it's enjoying it or not, then yeah, make money, honey. Like you got to do what you got to do. My bills are my responsibility. And if I can earn some good money from child modeling or modeling my child, then I'm all for it. I have just seen recently, um, I think it was Jessica Rose from Love Island who just gave birth. She just posted a ad post on her Instagram with her baby. I think it was for like, and like placenta pills or something. And she got a load of backlash for it. And I think people were like, you've sold your baby's soul to Instagram already. And it's like, oh, F off. Like, it's ridiculous. I just think it's so ridiculous. We've, it's such an old fashioned way of thinking that putting your child or taking a picture with your child and then using that as part of a really interesting ad campaign for something that you are passionate about is just ridiculous. I mean, and if you think that Jessica has done something wrong, where does it stop? I mean, if you pick up a bag of Pampers, hun, they've got a baby on the front. That baby is a child model. If you watch The Mummy Diaries or any kind of mummy show, that baby is a child actor or child model. Like, you, It's not about using and exploiting your child. It's about being an entrepreneur and making money and paying your bills. And if somebody wants to pay you to pr- promote a placenta pill <laughs> and you'll have a picture of you and your baby who who cares <laughs> right I don't know maybe I'm completely off the mark with this one but yeah I mean I'm hoping for the cutest baby with the most gorgeous face and I want him to be really fat and chunky and chubby I'm obsessed. I, you know, when I'm really fat babies, healthy ofs, but fat. I want like rolls. I want, and yeah, I, of course, like I'm going to show him off. And if I can pay my rent by showing him, you know, doing a modeling portfolio, love me or hate me, I'm doing it, Hans. Now, moving on and back to my Instagram fam 
I do get on Instagram because I do read, genuinely read it out your comments and they do come on the podcast. So it's really important you engage with me. Chloe underscore Wells one said that she would like me to talk about breastfeeding. She said that she was penalized and made to feel really awkward at a first time parents group because she didn't plan to breastfeed. So this is a massive topic. A few people actually have gone on my Instagram and spoken about it, but this is a huge topic. And I think, I mean, where do I start? I think firstly, I'm going to start with an apology. When I got pregnant, and I can't believe I'm actually admitting this, but this is what I'm here for. So I'm just going to be brave. When I first got pregnant, I was adamant that I was going to breastfeed. And I was like, there was no ifs, buts or maybes. I was breastfeeding my child for a minimum of three months, potentially six, depending on um, more than anything, the sort of health of my child. I thought that women that didn't breastfeed, just being completely honest with you, ladies and gents, were lazy. And I thought that they were they just didn't try hard enough. And I thought that they were weak-willed. And I thought that they didn't have the best interests of their baby at heart because breast is best. And I was a wanker. And I really was. And I hold my hands up. And I didn't express these feelings publicly. So, um, you know, I wasn't running around trying to brainwash people and trying to, like be mean to other mummies but it's what I thought inside of my brain and I apologize profusely because since I've been pregnant the one thing that this community has given me is understanding and empathy this community has helped me come leaps and bounds in terms of my thinking it has helped me listen learn and understand and Yeah, I just, I cannot believe that I had such strong opinionated views and speaking and listening to so many mums that couldn't breastfeed or chose not to breastfeed. One, it's none of my business. (laughs) Like, who am I kidding? And two, I couldn't have been more wrong. People make choices that are best for them, first and foremost, and those choices in turn are also best for your child because I do believe it is you know it's not happy happy what's the saying happy mummy happy baby it's not happy wife happy life but the version of the mummy version now don't get me wrong I still am motivated to breastfeed I am going to take a breastfeeding class and I really really pray that these big old bazookas produce enough milk to feed my child um because like I said I want a really chubby yummy squidgy baby because I just think they're the cutest things in the world and but I have to realize also speaking to some of you ladies that that may not be possible just because you have big boobs does not mean that you're going to produce lots of milk which again is a myth I know I just assumed that you know they're absolutely mahoosive and therefore can hold a lot of milk and will hold a lot of milk. But, you know, hashtag pregnancy myth, that's not true. 
So I do plan to breastfeed. I think it's just for me, I it I'm completely and utterly in awe of women's bodies. Breast milk, I mean, what my body's doing right now is attaching me to my baby and giving my baby everything that it needs through me. I don't have to lift a finger. Everything is provided for, for my child. And I just think, I just love my body more than I've ever loved it because I don't, yeah, okay, I feel a bit crap sometimes, but I really don't have to do anything. Like, he's growing. (laughs) I'm cool. Like, it's amazing. With breast milk, I feel the same way. Like, my boobs, the things that have cost me thousands of pounds in bras over the years and and pain and back pain and discomfort and and you know got me a few boys in my time and you know I've made them work to my advantage darlings you know if you got it definitely flaunted but now they're going to become hopefully feeding mechanisms for my child and every single tiny teat of milk has exactly the perfect nutrients for every single part that my baby needs when it comes out of my vagina. Like that blows my mind. Every antibody, every protein, every vitamin, every mineral comes from my boobs. Like that just, I don't know. I'm just completely fascinated by it all. And I just think it's the biggest honor and the biggest privilege. And I really, really hope I can breastfeed. I don't know if it's going to be possible. I'm, like I said, I'm motivated. I'm going to give it a go. I've already said to my birthing partner that this is something I really want. So when I give birth, I don't want a midwife to encourage me to stop trying. I want a mid- my midwife to encourage me to keep trying because I'm, I think, mentally strong enough to know when it's not going to happen then I'm mentally strong enough to say, okay, I've tried everything, it's not going to happen. What I don't want is a midwife to come in after a couple of tries and it not working and going, oh, it's okay, just give formula. And me going, oh, okay. I need that extra boost. I need that extra bit of motivation to keep trying and keep moving forward. And that's why I'm going to go to breastfeeding classes because I want to be fully prepared of what's going to happen because apparently your boob basically falls off. I mean, it's so painful, breastfeeding. And like your nipples just turn into pellets of stone and it's just the most weirdest painful feeling that you could ever go for. And again, it's, you know, I just want to be fully prepared. Um, but I am now and I take, like I say, I take it all back from before. I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't know what I was thinking. You know, I'm allowed to evolve and change and learn. And thanks to you guys, I am. But if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. And I've got to be cool with myself and I will be cool with myself. And you guys have to be cool with yourself as well. So do what's best for you and do what's best for your baby. One thing I will say is obviously we're talking about a few months in the future. So this is all good in a utopian world. Like, yes, I'm hoping to breastfeed and it's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to be, I'm going to love it. And I'm going to have like just wonderful mammary glands just feeding my baby. But we're not going to know until the baby's born. So with any luck, you guys will keep listening to this podcast, keep sharing it, keep putting in your reviews, keep telling people how amazing it is. 
and then we'll get commission for a series two and then I can talk about breastfeeding whilst I'm going through it whilst I'm trying it whilst I'm either succeeding not succeeding all my feelings around it and we can go through it again together kind of live so this is the importance of this podcast keep listening keep sharing please tell everybody about it because you know like you've seen from me I had one way of thinking when I started my pregnancy I now think a very different way this can only be good and if I can change my opinion so can other people out there that have a negative opinion about women about women's bodies about what's acceptable about what is considered a failed mum about is what considered a successful mum and we're just breaking down the barriers and bashing away the bullshit one topic at a time so come and join me on the instagram page tell me what you want to hear next week and let's just talk more mummy stuff darlings thank you for listening to the clueless mum podcast please let me know what you think by leaving a review on the apple podcast store and please subscribe because each week i'm getting closer to my due date and i'm scared i need your support this podcast is sponsored by carrie ann's boutique a wonderful baby business steeped in Spanish and traditional styles. Ages newborn and upwards with lots of knitted outfits, stunning dresses, luxury cosy toes for pram suit push chairs and car seats, bags, shoes and shawls, all personally order picked and packed by Carrie Ann herself. All parcels are sent via Royal Mail and posted out within two to three working days. Find Carrie Ann's Boutique on Instagram, Facebook, or the website is www.carrieannesboutique.co.uk.